Welcome back. We've got episode eight happening here. 20 minutes on the clock. We are going to chat about choosing people to Mm. work with Mm -hmm. in the birth setting. And I don't know how that looks maybe different for us. And I think a lot the same as we've been chatting already that it's probably similar. What do you want to start off with? I feel like there's a lot we could talk about. Well, I mean, let's, I, I guess reiterating that you and I come from very, very different places, right? You are, you've, you've run the gamut of what it means to be a midwife. And I have been through extensive academic training. Yet you and I have kind of come to a very similar pass. Yeah. Um, and I think it relates to what we talked about in episode seven, which is, you know, really related to the fact that there is inherent risk in being human and in, in being born or, or giving birth, I should say. So, um, yeah. So and I, I think, I, yeah, no, God, no, 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 you, you. Well, I was just going to add in for people that don't know us that I'm interpreting that and correct me if I'm wrong. You're not saying that from this scientific perspective necessarily, but also a spiritual perspective of just, you know, life is here for us for as long as it is kind of thing, right? Rather than a calculated, you know, risk of this or that. We all have a path to take. Yeah. And I say this like 10 times a day as a hospice physician, but this is no different from birth work. It's it's that, hey, eventually you're going to die. Your dad's going to die. Your sister's going to die. Every single person you know is going to die. So it's not the cliche like carpe diem, bro. It's like we don't get a vote. You don't get a vote <laughs> as to whether or not you die. And in childbirth, you don't get a vote sometimes if something bad is going to happen. Sometimes that bad thing, which we've proven through our years and years of studying OBGYN practice, there is far more bad things that happen in childbirth that are completely unpredictable. And we as, as humans need to be willing to sit with our own mortality. And in childbirth, that means something bad might happen to me or happen to the baby. And that is, that really colors the conversation Mm. around whether or not, you know, this is the right person for me to, to assist as the birth keeper. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And as we were chatting before, these are the kind of conversations I love having with people that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. So in case people are wondering, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, talking about death all the time with pregnant women or, you know, it's not really a dark thing. <laughs> I think it's more just this beauty of holding the life experience and the birth experience with fragility almost like we can respect it and we're we're caring for this mom and baby and we see the absolute best we're holding this amazing energy around their experience but we're also i'm also only really wanting to work with people that recognize what an initiation it is and you know the possibilities that are there rather than oh i'm hiring you so that i have a great birth like that's not that's not the the responsibility that I'm looking to engage with. Yeah. You know, uh, man, the, the initiation, like you gave me the word and I literally got chills. I don't know if like the AC is just bumping over here in humid, hot Kentucky, but by the way, welcome. Um, you're coming to a very hot, humid time in the year. Uh, yeah. anyways, uh, 
<laughs> it's going to be different for you from dry Sedona. But, um, you know, the, 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 that phrase initiation really resonates with me. Um, because I've seen my own, my, uh, my beloved go through this, you know, of 20 years we've known each other and I saw her go through this transformation and, and, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just something that is, it's just, a, there, there, there's something special happening here. And, and I think that, um, I think that this, that the, I think that OBGYNs come to this as a, uh, as a medical procedure, you know, like we do all of these surgeries and we think that there's this way that a baby is supposed to be born. And when you approach it with, through the lens of, of, um, of like a medical process, like we talked about pathologization in episode seven, if we're going to pathologize it, then we can say, Oh, the uterus is a problem. We need to, you know, remove the uterus. So let's go in and surgically go through the steps to do that. That doesn't, that doesn't exist. Like there is a journey here that's going to unfold and you and I, um, you being the person who I'm, I'm attending to, we are both like, we got to like link pinkies and we got to just say, Hey, listen, like let's go on this ride together. Totally. I I think too, too often. I think people are like, Hey, things are going to be okay. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if things are going to be okay. Like how, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> exactly. um, which takes a degree of humility, right? But, um, yeah, that's crazy. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Humility. Uh, that's just hmm. the perfect word, right? Like for both parties involved to not over predict, but, and I think this is like the crucial part for me Um, but to hold the best energy around this experience, which might sound totally woo woo to people, but I think that's a huge, if I have a responsibility, I think that's the responsibility, right? It's not my responsibility to make sure that everything winds up exactly the way someone wants it. Right. Because we're including these other possibilities, but it is my responsibility to, essentially believe in this woman and her body and the process and to hold the highest good, what, you know, whatever that is, because I'm not God, but I know that there is one. So whatever this highest good is for this mother and baby, that that is my role and that that is what is sought out by people rather than like, Mm. Oh, you, you have the best V back statistics in the County. It's like, no, you are the one that I want to, hold this vision for myself. Right. Right. So completely different though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, s- since you brought up the statistic thing, people love to advertise like, Oh, I've got the, the V back rate or the whatever. And even one of my good friends who's a midwife, she challenged me on my C-section rate. And I was like, well, let me go and add up again. And it was like, yeah, it's not far off from what I was predicting. But again, like if you go into a situation and you're like, Hey, the guy has a, whatever, a 5% C-section rate, like I'm going to be guaranteed a five out of a hundred. I'm pretty good odds or whatever. Like it doesn't really matter if you don't actually, um, if you don't really embrace that energy, like if you're not really, and again, this isn't magical thinking. If you're not really convinced, like I'm going to do this, your odds are going to be far less than whatever my statistics are. Like that has nothing to do with you. And, and furthermore, um, like when I'm sitting in a room and a woman is about to give birth, 
oftentimes I'm not in the room. Like if you're in the hospital, there's a room. But, you know, even Dr. Stu, one of our, one of our mutual friends, he had said when I attended home birth with him, he was like the art of doing nothing. You sit on the couch, maybe you even fall asleep, just stay out of the way. And, and I kind of have taken that a step further, even when I'm in like a labor and delivery suite in the hospital, if you're there, if you're there and you're like being invited into this very privileged space, instead of thinking about what does that mean? What's happening? Like, what is there a bad thing happening? Yes, you should be vigilant. Yes, you should be thoughtful, especially if you're a, a trained OBGYN or a midwife for that matter. But on the other hand, what or where actually should you be directing your energy? Like, exactly. like, and for me, it's like, we're getting a baby. Oh my gosh. Like I can feel it. I know that sounds, again, it's, I'm stepping out of the woo closet here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm like, fully in. Yeah. So. Like, like I, stuff's going okay. Like your intuition means a lot in this situation. Like there is something happening. And if it's not, that's also okay. Let's not just unravel as if we have real control over the experience. Now, if you can see like, oh, here's this thing that I can do to help, then you step in and you help out. But um, all of this, I guess, is to say that it's not really like, like relinquishing control is like the one thing you can do. Like that's the one thing that you actually have control over. And all of the rest of it kind of is just a, it's a dance. It's a, it's a, um, a, it's a, um, it's a dance. It's a, it's a, an orchestrated mm-hmm. thing that you don't have control over, but you're a part of. Sure. And until you've felt that, it's a bit of a flow state until you've really felt that you, it doesn't really make sense. But but there's some truth to what you're saying. I mean, I've I've been there. It's that surrender too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's again, mm. you know, for people that are like, oh well, these people that go to births and just sit on the couch because <laughs> there's a lot of that out there. You know, it's like, no. Um, hopefully, the skills and experience are there, and it actually takes. If there's work involved, it's work to not do. Right. Right. Because we'll overdo perhaps if we haven't had the experience yet of just allowing, because you learn so much from allowing. So maybe you're not allowing, right? In an emergency situation, duh. But I mean, allowing, just allow it and see where you maybe were taught to jump in or would have done this thing. And you learn slowly where you can naturally back away from right, the way right. we're taught to be at a birth. Right. Which is hands on. Get your hands in there and really make the, make it happen. Make like it don't, happen. Don't make it happen. To, I'm not doing anything. And that's why it's kind of frustrating when people are like, OBGYNs get paid how much? Like, I don't get paid that anymore. I'm a hospice doctor. But I do remember colleagues of mine that were just like, they really were motivated by like, there's a big fee that comes to hospitals for the birth of a baby. When, when you, any OBGYN out there, you and I both know you do jack shit in a natural vaginal, like a, like a physiologic, natural vaginal birth, whatever, um, whatever adjective you want to use. And so the art of doing nothing is very much an active role. And the experience of a of a provider, whether it's a midwife or an OB, who can sit back and just let birth happen, it doesn't mean you're falling asleep on the couch necessarily. That has happened sometimes because it's like, oh man, we're we're pretty far off from a birth here. Like, let me get a couple winks beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like I am confident enough in my experience with birth to know that right now I'm not needed. 
Like that's what the art of doing nothing is. And, and again, it's not magical thinking. It's not just merely trusting in the process. It's like, I, I feel very certain that we're okay right now. And I'm just going to surround this family with positive energy and love. And, um, but anyways, I mean, we are talking about how to choose that, that, that client, right. And every midwife or doctor out there, it be out there should know, like, you don't have to accept every patient. You're not a hero for saying, Hey, even though this doesn't feel right, I'm going to take it on because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm Superman, you know, or Superwoman. So, so what are some of the things that have changed for you over the past, I don't know, 10 years? Where are you at now? A lot has changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that you bring it up that way, though, because I totally have that perception, whether it's correct or incorrect, that most OBs, at least, just kind of take whoever walks into their office. I don't know if that's actually true. It's a bit um, of a badge of honor, I think. It's like, you know what? I'm pretty good with forceps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not what this is about. It's, it's right. not. Yeah, right. If you don't resonate, or you're going to not communicate and all that stuff. So sorry, go ahead. Right. No, I was just going to add, or maybe you're the only doctor in town and, you know, women don't even know they have other options. So they just kind of file into the office. And I think midwifery has picked up a bit of that attitude as well. And again, I don't have judgment on it. That just doesn't work for me. I'm just not someone that can work with everybody, you know, and, and I don't believe that I'm the person for everybody. Mm. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's very arrogant to pretend we are too, rather than be in a situation with a patient or a client and have the humility to say, you know, um, I think you can do better for yourself. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I mean, you, the things that you and I say to each other are things that nobody really in the mainstream <laughs> birth work world wants to admit. But, you know, if your patient is saying, you know, I don't want to do those things. And you're like, well, either my license or my gut is telling me that this is the thing to do. If they're not willing to like see you where, like meet you somewhere in the middle, that's going to end badly. Like there's something bad word. It's going to turn back and you're going to get just smashed. Like there's going to be a bad thing coming in reverse, sort of like throwing a baseball, one of those like pitch back things. And it just hits like the right spot and just plows you in the head fires back at you you know um that is um yeah so i mean so the practical the practicalities of what you're talking about are also really important like but it makes me wonder if that's just not something that pregnant women know they deserve and can find right because there's a lot of that on the woman's side so you hear the doctor's versions but i hear oh this doctor you know won't let me do this and he's making me well Mm -hmm. who's forcing you to stay there i mean right maybe that's your only option right right but it's like we don't have to fight we shouldn't have to fight so if the relationship is feeling like a fight then i'm not saying i have the solution but i'm saying there probably is one. There probably is one out there. So yeah. I know for me, I mean, 10, 12 years ago, uh, when I was practicing as a licensed midwife, I did work more in that way. I was the only licensed midwife here. And I didn't even know how to screen people. And maybe people think that's sort of a terrible term. I don't mean it in a judgmental way. But I didn't know what I was looking for, because I really didn't know who I was as a midwife. Yeah. And, yeah. and the women I saw who taught me, um, weren't really that way either. So I had to learn 
just who I was basically. And I think that's what it comes back to. Like, who are we in the birth space? What can we offer? And all the things we said a couple episodes ago and just be honest about it. It's like similar. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how that pans out even in, even in like the hospital space, right? Like where you're right. Maybe people don't necessarily have an option as to who's attending their birth, but I, um, I can't tell you how many times, um, where like somebody has come in, like I, I've always worked as like a laborist, meaning I'm a person who's on call in the hospital. Mm. Um, sort of like the person I think who, who attended your last birth in the hospital, Rumi's birth. Um, it's like you're, you're kind of just hired help, you know, to be there overnight. And, and it's, um, it's really interesting how, um, it's just really interesting how, you know, people act, uh, birthing people and physicians act as if there is um, number one, that, that, that you have some control over it. But number two, that like, you don't have any say here. And there's been a lot of people who, you know, I, I just happen to be the person attending and they're like, Oh, you know, this and this and this about my doctor, like, and, and um, you know, they said these things and, and we just wanted to have, like, I read spiritual midwifery and this and that. And it's like, man, there were like five doctors in your practice and like they happened to land with me and I'm like, namaste, let's make this good for you, you know? But but, but like in that example, it's like, you know, even if you're seeing a doctor, even if you feel like you don't really have a choice, um, if, if you have a different impression as to what birth is going to look like and your provider, whether it's a midwife or an OB, has a different impression, like by all means, they're actually going to feel better if you say, you know what, if you just have a respectful conversation and say, I think that I was looking for somebody that was a little bit more into crystal healing. If they're like, I don't even know what that is, but my partner does, and you pass them over, like you guys both now feel better about the 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 this this in the relationship and maybe what's gonna happen in your pregnancy and your birth, right? So you're you're kind of helping each other out just by being forthright as to what you need and what you want. And if you're not getting that from the person you have, there's a respectful way, an adult way to just be like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Like I'm, I'm going to go elsewhere. And they're going to be like, cause I had no idea what to do with you. <laughs> and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Relief on both ends. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that sums it up pretty well. I know looking for a relationship in that way is important to me. So if it's helpful to people out there, who maybe aren't satisfied with the relationship they're in. I think the the simple suggestion is just to talk to more people. You know, I always wonder why, why women don't call around and just want to have a quick chat, you know, with, with any midwife or with all the midwives in their town. There's no, you know, there's no like commitment to that. It's just, just talk to people and, yeah. and recognize yeah. that like there might be a better match out there for you. Do you feel bad at all if you ever have to turn a client away? I don't anymore. I don't, I don't feel that way. And I'm not sure people that do where they're coming from exactly. In my mind, I'm not there to save anyone. So I don't think I need to be a martyr and, oh, I'm the only midwife in town. And what will they do without me? I think that's yeah sort of yeah. an ego place that, I don't need to go because people are creative. You know, 
there are more resources than they think. And and like we've said, if you take someone on and it's not the right match, mm-hmm. then you're really holding them back from what is. And oh, they so may true. not know that. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and in other words, you're, you're doing them a favor by actually passing on them because you know that what they're anticipating, good or bad, like whether you, it doesn't matter what your opinion is, you're actually doing them a favor by saying, you know what, there's probably a better midwife out there that's that's more in line with what you're what you're feeling. Um, totally. And, and, you know, I know from experience that that's hard to do at times and it's not always received well and people don't always understand, but I just, you know, you, you also have to act from integrity in your own self and just trust that people will find where they need to go. And it's not your job to make that happen. Yeah. You know, that's what we all do for ourselves. Right. Okay. So, is that is that sum it up? Did we I sum that so. up in 20 minutes? I think we summed it. That was a, see, it's easy guys. It's easy to do these things. <laughs> yeah. Just talk for 20 minutes and something will come out. Something will come out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye, Marin. <laughs>